If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, Burger King is offering $1 million to the person who can come up with the next great Whopper innovation. They want you to submit your ideas for toppings that are better than the 200,000 combos they already have. That's due on St. Patrick's Day. And second, Taco Tuesday just got a lot sweeter. Old El Paso teamed up with General Mills for a new dessert taco shell. Mm. It's called the Stand and Stuff Shells, covered with cinnamon toast crunches, iconic cinnadust. Wait a minute. For a churros-like flavor blast. I, I picture people putting ice cream and chocolate sauce in there. Well, well wait, the, all they're doing is filling the need for, remember the Choco Tacos? They, didn't they stop making those and everybody like lost their minds because they stopped making Choco Tacos? Mm. Maybe they just need to start making Choco Tacos again. There you go. And finally, in the world of food, do you watch football at all during the Super Bowl or is it about the other fun? Most people admit it's all about the food and the commercials. <laughs> Get this. 17% of Americans plan to watch less than 20 minutes of the actual game between the 49ers and the Chiefs. And this is why my husband will never let me throw a Super Bowl party or attend a Super Bowl party. I could go without him. Hmm. He's not going to go with me because he literally wants to watch the game. He doesn't want to be in a room full of people that could care less about the game. He wants to watch the game. Well, he could just be the grumpy guy sitting on the couch going, everybody, shh. No. Come on, the game's on. Stop. (laughs) He would never do that. That's why he just can't go. (laughs) Super Bowl parties are fun, especially if uh, your team's not playing. Like, if you really don't care about the teams that are playing, it's just the event. You're not stressed. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I have no vested interest in either team. I would like to see San Francisco win just because the Chiefs beat my Ravens. I'm highly emotionally invested in the 49ers winning because of our producer Griffin. He's a lifelong fan. This would be fun. For some reason, uh, guys that my daughters affectionately call boomers, for some reason, they all get annoyed every time they show Taylor Swift. It'd be fun to be at a game and hear those guys being like, man, why do they keep showing Taylor Swift? Who cares? And just be like, I love her. Oh, she's great. <laughs> just to be the contrarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be epic. Coming up next time you go to see your therapist or counselor, you may not meet them at the office. Next time you have an appointment for counseling, your therapist may tell you to meet him or her somewhere other than their office. Huh. Mental health professionals are trading the couch for the great outdoors. No kidding. And instead meeting their patients for a hike, a walk in the woods, and more. They say combining traditional talk therapy with nature and movement can help clients feel more open and express their feelings. It can be so much more comfortable than a stiff office with a 45-minute timer running. Of course, we've all heard about what being in nature does for your mental health, reducing your anxiety and your depression. So... Why not get your counseling when you're out in nature? I was going to say, I wonder if people will go and be like, you know what? These hikes are doing wonders for me. I don't think I need you anymore. (laughs) I tell you what, my trail running is absolutely my therapy. So I can see that happening. So kids do say the darndest things and some teachers have shared some uh, um, open, open and honest things kids have shared that they may not rather have heard. I'll tell you what some of them are next. Okay, so five lists under kids say the darndest things. These are teachers sharing some things that their students have told them. Uh, Taught a first aid course, and one of my students said that his fun fact was he had over $3,000 in unpaid parking tickets. Whoa. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. Um, One of my elementary school kids 
said these are teachers. One of my elementary school kids said that she was born a dragon and has only become human as she's gotten older. My, okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Another one. I asked my five-year-olds how they were feeling this morning. And one of them said, my dad clogged the toilet. So I'm feeling very frustrated and I have to pee. (laughs) (laughs) They're so honest. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Have you ever unexpectedly met someone famous? Check out what happened to this good Samaritan. An Uber Eats driver in New Jersey got arrested for an outstanding warrant. So one of the cops delivered her last order, her Uber Eats order, which was really nice of him. That's going above and beyond, right? Fun bonus detail. When he got to the front door, the customer ended up being the husband of Snooky from Jersey Shore. <laughs> His name is, I think, uh, you say it, Johnny Laval. I have not. Uh, they I asked know. the cop about going over and above to deliver the order. If we can take that extra step and just give them that sense of peace and you know dignity and respect, and we're always going to take that. Isn't that awesome? That's he said. That's why he delivered the Uber order for the lady who was like, "No, don't, you're taking me in right now, and my customer's waiting." And <laughs> cops are amazing. <laughs> I I love the way you say it's meeting a celebrity. And I'm like, I never saw Jersey Shore. Me neither. So meeting the spouse of someone that was on Jersey Shore is even further removed from celebrity (laughs) for me. Oh, I'm glad you're a celebrity for someone, just not for me. Good luck with that. So when you're a nonprofit, you come up with all kinds of creative ways to raise money. 5Ks, galas, stuff like that. Well, not if you are the San Antonio Zoo. They have a fundraiser right now going on called Cry Me a Cockroach. And Cry me a if cockroach. you donate $10, they will name a cockroach after your ex. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, they also have, a, if you don't want to name a cockroach, they also have a $5 vegetable option. Or a $25 frozen rat, which can be fed to zoo <laughs> residents. <laughs> I guess maybe that will help you, uh, you know, lick your wounds a little bit. You ever bit. see those uh, places for like Valentine's and stuff? You can name a star. A yes. star will be named after your loved one. So the relationship started in the stars and it's ending in cockroaches. <laughs> yeah. Coming up in just a minute, I want to see how you feel about leaving a list like this for your babysitter. How do you feel about leaving a list like this for your babysitter? Okay, here's the scenario. Katrina is a science teacher, and she has been really stressed out by work lately and raising a three-year-old. Her house has gotten pretty cluttered, and she was going to stay home and clean, but she felt like she really needed a date night out with her husband. Okay. So she left this note for her babysitter. You're welcome to hang out and watch TV tonight, but... If you want to earn some extra money, these jobs are up for grabs. She left all the cleaning supplies out, too, so her babysitter <laughs> wouldn't have to go digging around. Ten bucks hmm. for organizing the toys, 15 bucks for cleaning out and scrubbing the refrigerator, and so on. When Katrina and her husband Alex got home from their date night, the babysitter had done everything on the list. She's a senior in high school, and she said, heck yeah, I got to work right away because she was thrilled to earn that extra money. Yeah, uh, I want to know, is she hiring? (laughs) Because I'll go do it. (laughs) Wow. So your question is, would you be okay with leaving a list like that? Yeah, Yeah. because I mean, mean, when I was a babysitter, I babysat starting at like age 12. Yeah. uh, You just, I felt obligated 
to do any dishes that were in the sink and put the toys away once the kids were in bed. You mean dish, dishes that you used while you were there? Or Not dishes a, that the family left in the really, sink. Really? They were already in the sink when yeah. you got there? You felt so like you had to So that was just all those. included in my measly hourly rate. Wow. So this is like, no, you get your hourly rate plus hmm. declutter the toys, 10 more bucks. Clean out the fridge, 15 more bucks. It's like add-ons. Hmm. And Katrina said it was like she was in the best mood. <laughs> she and her husband are working their tails off to provide for the family and make ends meet. And it just, it gave her this lift to have that off off her off her shoulders. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I totally would be fine if someone left a list for like for me if I was a babysitter. I don't know if I would leave one though. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Let's talk about this babysitter list. Somebody left a list for the babysitter, extra chores they could do to make extra money. Would love to hear your stories about we left the kids with a babysitter and we came home to blank. What did surprise did you come home to? Good, bad, or ugly? Would love to hear all I of them. I was the babysitter when they <laughs> came right. home to so You've blank. got some stuff to talk about. We're swapping stories about uh, we left the kids home with a babysitter. We came back. And blank happened. And you, you were a babysitter for a long time as a kid, right? Yeah. And I was the one who they came back and they found I was with a little boy and a little girl who ended up being my ring bearer and my flower girl years later Aww, when I got married. I didn't sweet. know that at the time. And we were all locked out of the house, <laughs> stuck in the backyard. We went out there to play. They lived in this little tiny duplex in Jupiter, Florida, not far from Jupiter Christian School, where I went. And uh, we went in the back to play. The youngest, the little girl, was in diapers. And I could not get that sliding glass door back open for the life of me. I was like, oh, my gosh. And so, luckily, they had this little shed out back. Mm-hmm. Of their duplex, and that's where their washer and dryer were. So I dug around in the washer, and I found like a cloth diaper, and then I like tried to tie it on the baby girl because her diaper got dirty. I had no, I had no diapers or wipes out there. I had no water. I had. We just played and played and played until mom and dad got home to rescue us. Okay, and how old were you? Uh, I was probably fifteen. Okay, fifteen-year-old you was was like. Very panicked in that those moments where you were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened. I cannot believe this is yeah, happening in the moment. You're, you feel like they're never going to get home like and worst case scenario that could ever happen to you. I can't believe I'm locked out. I can't believe I'm. Yeah. Out. And it was Jupiter, Florida. It wasn't like it was like Muskegon, Michigan, where we would have frozen. Yeah. It was I would have been having to knock on the neighbor's doors. How did the parents react when they got home? Were they OK? We're like, oh, yeah, that they, door's kind of uh, the squirrely. wife. Uh, Mary felt bad for me. And Greg, who was also my assistant principal at school, thought it was hilarious. Yeah. He laughed so hard. <laughs> like, you mean you've been stuck outside this whole time? <laughs> Luckily, I think I'd fed the kids already. That was Oof, saving yeah. grace. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Locked out. What about you? We left the kids with the babysitter. We came home to find blank. Love to hear from you. Hey, Christine, it's Kevin and Taylor. So you came home, babysitter's <laughs> there, and what did you find? We found unclothed children and dishes everywhere. 
Oh, no. They had no clothes yes. on? <laughs> Absolutely. They were younger. They were all probably between the ages of four and seven. And we didn't verify the age of our babysitter at the time. We thought she was 16, but we later found out she was 13. <gasps> but, um, yes, we came home, and they all had completely declothed and had dishes all over everywhere. Wow. Definitely they, a lesson learned. They smelled weakness. They smelled insecurity in the babysitter. And they took advantage of it. Absolutely. We knew that's exactly what happened. They're like pack animals. <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. There were four of them. So I totally could see how that could have happened. Yeah. <laughs> Great story. Right, our, our daughters did that one time. They new babysitter. And she was on the younger side. But a kid from the neighborhood we knew pretty well thought, thought, thought she could handle it. But we came home and we had these drapes hanging in our, our living room. And they were... We noticed they were like a little wonky, like kind of like not. What's going on with the chair? I walked over and I pulled the drape open and the whole thing fell out of the wall. They had been playing hide and seek and apparently it got really out of control. And they one of them hid behind the curtain and ripped the like had the anchors, uh, you know, the anchor screws Mm -hmm. were ripped out of the wall. Wow. And that's pretty intense. yeah, and the new babysitter, who, by the way, was that was her one and only time babysitting. Ooh, Because it was just like, all right, our, our girls are great. But like the caller beforehand, they sense weakness. <laughs> I remember Glenn and I were babysitting your four. Yeah. Or maybe you only had three at that point. And uh, Rusty went number two. Oh, there were, there were four, but Kyle four. was probably, he he was disinterested. He was older and probably wasn't. Here. Our dog did. Yeah. And the hotel, remember we had just oh, moved yeah, to yeah, start yeah, the radio yeah, yeah. station and you guys went to go sign the dotted line on your house. Yes. So Glenn and I stay with the kids in yes. the extended stay room and the dog. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was a panicked feeling. <laughs> clean up, clean up. Hurry, everybody hurry up and clean up. <laughs> so those of us who are dog lovers, I've had four dogs in my lifetime. Kevin's got four five currently mm-hmm. um there's nothing you wouldn't do for your dog and this is such a dramatic story this man was walking his dog in los angeles and you know they had the horrible atmospheric rivers there right. the, you know years worth of rain mm-hmm. in a couple of days and his dog got washed into one of those famous culverts in Ooh. la you know where they film all the movies right and so he jumped in he's like i'm gonna save my dog wow well his dog Swam safely to the other shore and just had a couple of minor injuries. The L.A. fire department had to get a helicopter and rescue this man. No kidding. And a local animal shelter nursed the dog's wounds. He got taken to the hospital. They're both going to be okay. And it was the happiest reunion you've ever seen. I bet. The two of them were back together. I bet. So glad they're okay. So we were talking about dogs just a minute ago, and, and Taylor, right, we have currently have five dogs. We've had so many dogs over the course of our, our married life. We're going to talk about that next. Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but we can we can mark phases of our life together, my wife and I, by the dogs that we had. We've had so many great dogs. We were just talking about this last night, about the dogs we've had through our lives. And I said to my wife, which ones have been the best? And she's like, I can't answer that. I said, yes, yes, you can. Think about it. I said, I can I can come up with a list real quick. And the one common thread with the ones that I said are our favorites, they all had some type of uh, of herding dog in them. 
Like our dog Riley, an Australian Shepherd, he was so smart. Maddie, an Australian Shepherd, crazy smart. And now my all-time favorite, Marco, who we have right now, he's half Border Collie. So there's something to that breed that makes them very, they're super smart. And I'm telling you, they look at you and you're sure they're going to talk. That's like my friend Joanne who has a Border Collie. She said... It's like she was part human. Yes. Yeah. They get these the expressions on their face or or Marco, the thing with him, he, he remembers things like he'll start running in the, the door from the backyard and he'll stop. He remembered he left his toy outside and he'll go back and get it. That's awesome. And to me, it's a really human quality. He's not reacting to something like most dogs do. He's remembering and mm-hmm. going back for it. I just That's love cool. that dog so much. You ever have uh, some friends invite you over for dinner and they just roll out the red carpet for you? Let's talk about that next. Kev, I know you know what this is like because you used to talk about when your friends, um, Ida and Carlton, would have you and Tracy over. And he used to, his family is in the restaurant business. And oh, it yeah. was just like over the red carpet. The top. Yeah. Well, my friend uh, Andrea and her husband John had us over the other night. And she really got serious about cooking during the pandemic. So it's kind of all new to her. So when she does cook, she likes to like really go all out. Mm-hmm. And so. They made us this dinner where they actually, John had to cut these pineapples in half and hollow them out like canoe boats. And she made this pineapple chicken teriyaki dish and then served them in the pineapples. Mm. And they had been to Hawaii years and years and years and years ago and had something similar. And then she made this, I think she called it Hanalei Bay salad to go with. It was so good. But like they did that thing where... They're cooking in front of you. It was almost like being at one of those restaurants oh, where yeah, yeah. you're watching huh. and just even watching John get all the pineapples ready. It was like a, quite the production. Hmm. And I we just felt that so is. loved and spoiled. And I kind of knew the theme of the dinner ahead of time, but we didn't have any Hawaiian shirts to wear. It would have been so fun to show up. Should have been a SpongeBob theme. Oh, and instead yeah. of the song, instead of who lives in a pineapple under the sea, it would have been who eats from a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Glenn made a SpongeBob comment during dinner. I forget what he Did said. Did they laugh or like, I don't get it. <laughs> I think they laughed. Okay. <laughs> That dinner sounds fancy, schmancy. It was so yummy. They scooped out pineapple, and was the pineapple was in the recipe, right? And then they yeah. served the the chicken. What was the chicken? The, you it said? was uh, like Hawaiian chicken teriyaki served inside the pineapple with rice and peas. Fancy. And it was so, so good. Yesterday we were talking about Super Bowl and food for the Super Bowl, and and I was saying like maybe San Francisco theme. My wife could do maybe a crab burritos. Because uh, Hispanic food, very popular in San Francisco, and so mm-hmm. is seafood. So maybe we could combine the yeah. two to a, a crab burrito. Sound, in my head, it sounds great. I mentioned to her last night, she would, her response, I'm not kidding you, was one word. Ew. <laughs> That's how I reacted years and years and years ago when I first heard the concept fish tacos. And now it's one of my favorite meals. Yeah. I love fish tacos. I said, maybe we could Google and find a recipe where it's not going to be like a trad... You know, it's not going to be like a traditional burrito where instead of chicken, you put in crab. Maybe there's a recipe for a burrito that uses crab meat that would mm-hmm. be more savory or spicy or something. And but, she shut it down. Um, let's just say on the enthusiasm scale, one to ten, it was a solid three. 
Wow. <laughs> I just had a uh, cheesy crab burritos recipe pop up from food.com when I Googled it. Oh, send it to me if you don't mind. Sure. Because uh, I'd be interested. Maybe, maybe we'll give it a whirl. All right. We. <laughs> maybe Tracy will give it a whirl. <laughs> the royal we as if you're there like schlepping away in the I kitchen. Will, I will be there talking to her the entire time. And that's what oh, she that's likes me to do. helpful. She knows. She likes me to do that. She did la- just last night she was making dinner and I, I was like, all right, so uh, I am think I'm going to go you know, play my guitar. She's like, well, would you sit in here and play and just talk to me? And I was like, sure. Does she have to have to ever have to ask you to be quiet for one minute so she can read the recipe? No. Mm-mm. Wow. No. I'm, I'm delightful company. <laughs> I didn't you should say know that. that. I'm just saying you it's nonstop. <laughs> and when you're trying to focus on a brand new recipe you've never made. Oh, it's nonstop with guitar accompaniment. Wow. <laughs> So I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, my wife is, without a doubt, the funniest person I've ever known. And she doesn't tell jokes. She doesn't try to be funny. She doesn't do anything that's like, look at me, look at me, aren't I funny? Nothing. It just her being her is so funny. For instance, the other night, um, we got some carryout. I went and picked it up. And I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the, the plastic utensils because we're doing carryout. Why not take the whole night off? No dishes, no nothing. We'll just eat right out of the container. We'll use the plastic utensils. So I get home and she's got place settings out. She's got like, you Aww. know, fork and knife and napkins and everything ready How to romantic. go. And and I said, oh, don't don't dirty those up. I, I got us plastic forks. And she looked at it, she goes, I'm not using a plastic fork. I'm not a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. I said, a caveman, you think the cavemen had plastic forks? And she goes, you understand what I'm saying. I said, no, I don't. I have no idea what you're trying to communicate right now. Other than you'd like to use a real fork rather than a plastic one. But yeah, I don't know that if you go and look at like cave paintings that you're going to (laughs) see tribes of cave people using plastic sporks. No, it's it's like a part of history that was hidden. They had really? plastic oh, okay. forks until it started messing with the turtles and they got rid of it and then it it was a new creation years oh. centuries later. Oh. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody yeah. get in touch with the people who wrote the Da Vinci Code. We got a new one for them. <laughs> the plastic fork conspiracy. Coming up, have you heard about the hottest new bedtime for 20 somethings? Have you heard about the hottest new bedtime for 20 somethings? No. You might know this, Kev, as a dad of four. Yeah. All, but all Although day? <laughs> it is 9 p.m. Hmm. So much for staying up late and going out with friends. Today's 18 to 35-year-olds say they understand the link between sleep and better health better than ever. And so businesses have had to adjust with bars adding matinee dance parties <laughs> and other daytime events. In 2022, those in their 20s reported getting an average of nine hours and 20 minute, 28 minutes of sleep. Mm. Young people are saying nothing good happens after 9 p.m. What? And have saved hundreds of dollars a month by not staying out late with friends. Ste- seatings between 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. at restaurants now make up 31% of Yelp reservations. And I, Glenn and I have some friends that are like, about a decade and a half older than us. Mm-hmm. And I told him the story and they started laughing so hard. They're like, what in the world? Our motto was nothing good happens after midnight. They're right. saying 9 p.m. They, right. it was, they were laughing so I hard. I wonder how much, we should talk about this a little bit. Do you mind if we talk about it a little bit? I, w- I have a couple of ideas on why that is. 
Why, why is it that 20 to 30 year olds, what is 20 to 30 year olds? Uh, it is uh, 20 to 35 year olds are going to bed at nine. Why, I have a theory on why they're so different generationally than anybody that's come before them. Because like for Tracy and I, <laughs> nine o'clock at that age. You're just getting started, right? Yeah, yeah. Time to go out. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. Like I, I think I was doing an afternoon drive. Like working from two to seven at night. So I didn't get off work till seven o'clock. Would have to finish up in the office. So I wasn't getting home till like eight thirty. I wasn't going to go right to bed. You know, we were going to do something. So uh, anyhow, let's talk about it in a minute. So we're talking about this uh, this new phenomenon. Eighteen to thirty five year olds are uh, calling it a night at nine p.m. That's the time they want to go to bed. And I think there's something specifically happening to that generation that has never happened before that might be contributing to it. We're going to talk about it next. So what is up with, it's 18 to 35-year-olds going to bed early, right? Mm-hmm. What, what's the time? Nine what, o'clock. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. They're saying, that's it. Time. Sleep is important. Sleep hygiene. They're getting like uh, eight uh, and a half, nine hours of sleep a night. They said nothing good happens after 9 p.m. And they're saving hundreds of dollars by not mm. going out with friends. Okay. Now, Back, first of all, if hundreds you're, of dollars if, a month. If you're a parent, and you have kids in that age range, which all four of mine are in that age range, eighteen to thirty-five. You probably have watched your kids' lives, and you think about when you and your better half were growing up, and you're like, "My kids are such goody goodies compared to <laughs> compared to us." And this is another example of it. Tracy and I, when we were that age, eighteen to thirty-four, we were newlyweds and working at a radio station and stuff. So I had all kinds of opportunities to go out and do cool stuff. We usually didn't leave the house till nine o'clock. That's when we would head out. They're going to bed at nine o'clock. Oh, I was doing when we first got married. I was doing volunteer morning radio, so I had to get to bed, get up, get there early. I was doing an afternoon show, so I didn't get off work until seven. Or, or for a while, I did overnights for a while, midnight to six. So my body clock was completely uh, night owl. So the idea of going to bed at nine, no way. Plus. For us, it was like all the fun stuff happened after nine. Now kids are adopting the parental attitude. Like with our kids, we would tell them nothing good happens after midnight. Like you were saying earlier, they're saying nothing good happens after nine. Right. So here's what. So what is the big difference? Are they all of a sudden is everyone just taking a, a you know, a, a reality check and going, you know, getting good quality sleep should be a priority. No, here's what it is. We used to have to go out to see people. Like if you wanted to hang out with your friends, you had to go out. They can just FaceTime, group chat, do all these things. Plus, to the the entertainment options. Back then, you had like what three channels. We couldn't afford like ooh, cable if we knew people with cable. It was a big deal, right? But it, yeah, like three channels. There really wasn't a lot on TV, so you go out. Now you've got endless streaming options. You can entertain yourself endlessly at home and communicate with the people you like to hang out with. So there's no need to ever leave your house. So I'd love to hear from you. First of all, if you're in the 18 to 35 year old bracket and that's you, you're in bed at nine, would love to hear how long has this been going on? When did the habit start? Because when you were in high school, you're staying up till two o'clock in the morning cramming for stuff, right? In college too, probably. When did the 9 p.m. thing start? Or if you're a mom and dad and you see this happening with your kids, do you, like my wife and I, scratch your heads and go, you're young. Get out there. Live your life. Is that you like like we are with uh, with our four kids? Page 18 to 35 year olds are calling it a night at 9 p.m. They're going to bed. What is up with that? I'm a mother of six. I have six children at home, ages between six and 13. 
And I have them in bed by 8.30 every night, 9 o'clock on the weekends, so I can go to bed early. <laughs> You're exhausted from raising there you your go. children all day. It there makes you sense. go. And I find now my wife and I go to bed super early now, but it is interesting, too, the older you get, things that were, when you were a kid, were a punishment. Now you're like, sweet, like a nap or taking yeah. a long bath. I remember as a kid, it was like those two things. Like, no, 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 I want to go to bed. I want to take a nap. Even, no, I don't want to get a bath. And now you're like, yeah. ooh, ooh, I'm going to take a bath. And afterwards, a nap. <laughs> yeah. Even when I was 16, I had a curfew of 11. Yeah. So I've just, and I mean, I never drank. So like, there's really not in Jupiter, Florida, there's just not a lot to do. Yeah. There's not a reason to stay up super late. So I've never been this like, I don't know what it's like to party till you didn't one just or see two your, in the morning. I have no idea what that's like, like. We would go with our friends. Literally, the town I grew up in, there was at one end of the long drive, there was a McDonald's. The other end was a 7-Eleven. Uh-huh. And on Friday night, this is small town USA, you would spend your entire Friday night or Saturday night going to the 7-Eleven. Hey, you want to go see who's at McDonald's? Okay. No Drive to McDonald's. Way. Hang out there for a while. <laughs> hey, you want to go see if anybody's at 7-Eleven? Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. And it was a great time, and we didn't get in any trouble. And it was... Yeah, that's what we did. And if you pass somebody's car you knew, you'd be like, hey, wait, wait, wait. And you make a U-turn and go back. And and by the time you made the U-turn to go catch up with them, they had made a U-turn to catch up with you. So you'd wind up <laughs> doing And there were no cell phones. So you can call and go, hey, let's just meet me at McDonald's. Whereas my wild late night would be if the, the, the church youth group had a lock-in. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! No, you, had a, you, had a, you had a date with Walker, Texas Ranger, every Friday night. What? <laughs>